Welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host, Kitty Buholtz, and this is episode 46, Writing on a Trip, coming to you on Tuesday, April 3rd, 2018. Now, when you are listening to this episode, especially if you're listening to it on the day that it comes out, I have just, in fact, returned from a trip of about nine or 10 days, my little goodbye whirlwind tour with me and my husband saying goodbye to all of our family. And I, in about 10 to 12 days, am about ready to go on another trip, this one to move halfway around the world again, this time in the other direction. Uh, as John and I get ready to move to Sweden because he got an awesome job in Malmo, Sweden. So when one of my friends called me a few days ago and said, I want to talk to you a little bit about what you're doing to pack when you go on this trip and what you can um, give me thoughts and advice on if I'm going to be going away for a little while and I have a limited amount of packing that I can do, I thought, you know what? Once I finish helping her, this could be a great podcast episode. So as we are both approaching the summer season in the Northern Hemisphere and people are getting ready to go on vacations and holidays, and also just because there's always some reason why somebody is going on a trip, I thought what I... I thought I could share with you what I've learned from the last 15 years of doing an awful lot of traveling and trying to figure out how I'm going to get any writing done while I'm away. Now, let me just kind of start at the top of my thoughts and you write down notes on anything that you think will help you as you get ready to go on a trip or that you can store in the back of your of your mind, I'm trying to say mind and brain at the same time, that you can store in your brain for uh, ideas on if you do need to go on, say, a sudden trip or whatever. Okay, so this is, this is my thoughts on packing and writing stuff to go on a trip. First of all, um, the whole process of constantly deciding what to take with you can really be draining. You've probably read or heard something about how neuroscientists have found that there's a limit to how many decisions that we can make each day before our brain sort of goes into that kind of stuttering uh, 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 <laughs> kind of motion where it just can't think anymore. You've gotten there. You've gotten to the place where you just can't think anymore. And it usually is happening during times when you have had to make a lot of decisions in the earlier part of the day, and you just get to the point where you just can't make another decision anymore. That That's a that's a brain thing. It's no problem with the way that you think. It just is the way our brains are wired as far as we can tell so far. Science is always finding out new things about uh, everything that we wonder about in the world, but that's what we know so far. There's a limit to how many decisions that you can make. So when I first started doing a relatively, um, it's not a lot of traveling for some people, but it was a relatively lot of amount of traveling for me. Um, when I first started making trips like between once a month and once every two months for business, I started realizing that I was constantly forgetting one thing when I got to my destination and it was almost always a different thing every time. So then I decided the easiest thing to do would be to have another inexpensive toiletry bag where I could have another toothbrush, 
another toothpaste, another floss, another deodorant, another one of just about everything. Little, um, you know, the three ounce size of travel shampoo and conditioner, that sort of thing. I usually would just buy the empty bottles in like the travel section of a grocery store or Target or something like that. Or, you know, um, really the high quality ones probably that you can buy at uh, actual travel stores. Anyway, that way you can carry your own products, you know, particularly if you care what kind of shampoo or conditioner or uh, other hair products that you use. So I would get an extra of all of these things, put it in an extra toiletry bag, and that would just be the bag that I grabbed every time. Then the only thing that I had to check was, is everything full? That's it. Done. No more decisions. There's not 15 things that I have to remember to put in it because all 15 things are already in it. So when I started doing that with toiletries and that sort of thing, then I realized that there was a lot of other things that I could do that was kind of um, a similar thought process for anything that I did a lot and particularly anything that I did a lot, but not so much that I wouldn't forget things. So with writing stuff, for instance, um, if you go on writing trips with your friends, you know, anything that's overnight, weekend, week, I don't remember if I've told you guys yet, but I have done, that's another thing I should talk to you about. I have done a lot of writing trips with my friends where we go away to a timeshare or a hotel or something for a week and we just write, 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 write. Pretty much write, eat, sleep, and talk in no particular order except for writing is always the most. <laughs> uh, so uh, you'll have to remind me to, to tell you about how to plan a trip like that. You get an amazing amount of writing done. I've gotten like one week, I think I got 40,000 words written in a week just from focusing on nothing but writing. It was awesome. Okay, but that's an aside because what I'm talking about is um, anytime that you're packing up stuff, if you have some idea of already kind of a plan that, that you can put into effect every time, then you don't have to worry about forgetting things or trying to decide. So first of all, if you hardly ever really leave home for any reason, and, and some people are like that, that's totally cool. You're, I kind of actually wish that I was that person <laughs> at least for a year or so. Um, but then this episode may not be all that helpful to you. I don't know. But one thing that you won't have to worry about is that um, constant deciding constantly deciding, what am I going to take? Okay, so once you do start making a list, then you just need to um, like have it in a computer file or something or have it written down someplace where you can have... At one point, I had actually a file folder that was just lists. I had created various lists. Um, uh, some of them were handwritten. A lot of them were either in Word or Excel. And like, this is my shopping list that I created. It had like 40 to 60 things on it in an Excel file that um, were the most common things that I would buy at the grocery store. So that, don't you hate it? You get home from the grocery store and somewhere between five minutes and two days later, you're like, oh, I forgot the one thing that because I didn't write it down. So I, I had created this shopping list at one point. Um, I have uh, packing lists, you know, remember all of these things, including all these toy toiletries and that sort of thing. And that is the list where I would write down the different things that I need to remember when I go on a trip. So for instance, it's not that helpful to bring your phone if you forget to bring your phone uh, charging cable. Yeah. We've all done it, right? <laughs> um, also things like uh, if your Kindle gets down to like no battery and you brought your Kindle to save on space and, uh, and poundage and uh, weight uh, and you have no charger for it, 
then you end up with nothing to read. So it doesn't take but a few mistakes for you to know what needs to go on this list. And some of the things that you'll do is you'll choose what sorts of writing things you want to take with you. And you'll probably have like, this is the number of things. These are the items that I need to take. If it's a short trip, you know, say two or three days or whatever. Um, some people, you know, won't take anything at all. It's totally fine. Um, other people, it depends on their deadlines. And then for a longer trip, well, how much more can you take? Now, um, my one friend, she was going to be away for a couple of months. So the problem is, is that she has a limited amount of space, like a luggage space that she can use, but she has, you know, quite a bit of time as much as two months, it could end up being a little bit longer. So what will she take? So then the next thing I look at is how many choices do I have? How many different projects am I working on? What sorts of things am I starting to kind of do brainstorming and take notes on versus things that I'm in the middle of writing versus things that I'm in the middle of editing versus maybe something that I'm getting ready to publish a piece, um, you know, whether it's a book or a um, short kind of pamphlet type of book, um, blog posts, you know, there's always like, what are all the things that need to be done over X number of days or weeks? And how much of those things, how, how many things are there? And how much do I think I can really get done? And therefore, should I take just enough stuff to do one of these things or to do two of them, that sort of thing. You, you know what I mean? Because no matter how much you want to write, you still do have a limit in how much time you have. And if you're only going to be gone for a week, then you probably can't work on, you know, two or three books in a week unless you went away for a writing trip. Okay. Then the third thing is personality and mindset. Um, these just completely depend on the individual person. You know, are you the kind of person who likes to be working when you're away, you know, working on writing stuff, you know, whether it's, um, a, a personal trip or a business trip, do you like the idea of taking writing with you and getting some done? If so, you should totally take something. Um, if you like the idea of, um, you know, I love working in airports. My husband just found out on the flight back from Sweden that he actually got a ton of writing done on his laptop on this long flight. He got uh, amazingly did he get tired of the movies? That hardly ever happened. So it must have been something else. I can't remember why. Uh, it might have been the, the last part of the flight where, um, you know, domestically in the U.S., um, a lot of the planes, I would say probably most of them, don't have movies running or at least not for free. Uh, so maybe that was it. But he got two or three or four hours of writing done during one flight. And he was so excited. So now all he thinks about when we're talking about flying is, you know, what can I be working on on my laptop at the time? So personality and mindset are going to play a big part. I actually don't like to write when I'm surrounded by all those people and I'm uncomfortable and somebody's elbow is in my, you know, rib cage and my elbows are trying not to be in other people's rib cage and I pretty much want to escape. And so I mostly do um, reading unless there's movies playing, then I'll do movies. I hardly ever am in the right mood and mindset and doesn't work with my personality, I guess, to be surrounded by an entire plane full of people or air airport full of people and, uh, and trying to think, you know, creative, interesting thoughts. So personality and mindset will play a big part. 
also, whether or not you're interested or like your mindset works for doing something short, even though you wouldn't want to maybe work on your book. Maybe you want to write three or four blog posts while you're away, kind of get a whole bunch done so that you, they can be, you know, posted over time or whatever. Or um, maybe you are good at working at nonfiction uh, subjects rather than fiction subjects when there is less room, um, more crowds or, you know, whatever it is for you. When there's anything that requires me to do a ton of thinking about other things, you know, like business trip or moving to the other side of the world, I am much more comfortable working on nonfiction because my brain is already working on real life problems and solutions. So the nonfiction that I write is about real life problems and the solutions that I'm suggesting may work for people. Um, it, you know, kind of like the stuff in the podcast here. So I'm much happier to work on nonfiction stuff when I'm either stressed or feel like I don't have a lot of time or I don't have blocks of time and I want to make sure that I'm not um, interrupted then I can work on nonfiction if I'm going to be interrupted all the time. I hate being interrupted when I'm working on fiction. That's just my personality. So those are two more things to consider. Well, I mean, it's, it's number three out of five things, but personality and mindset, those are two things to consider. Okay, then number four, how much actual writing time do you think that you might have? Because you, the worst thing is, and I am just a, a big... Um, I'm a person with a big problem in taking way too much stuff. Uh, I probably don't ever come back with more than one outfit or, you know, change of clothes or extra socks and underwear or whatever that are clean when I go on a trip. I mean, I, I normally only pack like one extra just in case, you know, like especially with me. I walked out the door the other day. And I had been eating some trail mix. And by the time I got to my destination and was looking down at, at my... <laughs> looking down at myself. This is embarrassing, but there was chocolate still on my hand. I don't know how that worked because I swear I washed my hands. So how did the chocolate get on it again? But I also found chocolate on my hoodie and my shirt and my jeans. So at some point I must've spilled something and then it just kept getting wiped all over everything else. This is the reason I know I'm the kind of person who needs to have one extra outfit just in case. And that's why I pack that way. But because I pack that way and I'm not a backpack, you know, no checked baggage kind of girl, um, I don't have that much extra room for extra stuff. So how much room do I really have to pack um, any real writing related things in it in the instance of it not being specifically a riding trip. And even then, you know, unless you, unless you drive to one, I love driving to riding trips because then I can pack the car as full as I need to. <laughs> um, but that's a whole nother topic. Um, so how much, um, I got off track and I sort of forgot what I was saying. How much writing time do you think you're really going to have? If it's a vacation, you might think that you're going to have a lot and maybe you will. If you're on vacation with a spouse and kids, you know, depending on the age and interests and uh, the usual ways that you guys have a vacation together, you may have more or less time than you might want or might expect or whatever. If you're on a work trip, um, depending on what kind of work it is and how busy the trip is and how, you know, packed to the gills the schedule is, you could have more or less time to do writing. So if you think about that, then you can decide how much stuff to take with you based on 
actual ability to do some work. Um, if you're going to something like, you know, sadly, a funeral, maybe that is not the time that you feel like you're in a place where you want to write or can write or whatever. Um, I know some people who have told stories about, um, you know, writing at their parents' bedside uh, while they're in hospice or something. When my mom was dying, I was very, very blessed that I got to spend the last two weeks with her pretty much daily. It was, you know, I, I mean, it's terrible that your mom dies, but everybody dies. And if something like that's going to happen, like, thank goodness it happened to me in this particular way, because I pretty much got to spend the entire last two weeks of her life with her, which was great, but I wanted to spend that time with her. And so, um, and I wasn't in a place where I could, you know, creatively think up interesting, you know, superhero ideas or romantic comedy ideas. I was not in a comedy mood, really. Um, so, like, I learned from that. And I kind of assumed it, honestly, beforehand, because I know myself well enough. Um, funerals are just not the kind of places where I'm going to get much work done. Not just funerals, but, you know, any kind of trip like that where you're with somebody in a hospital or something. Um, when my husband was uh, hit in his motorcycle accident, uh, I spent oh hours in the hospital. And I actually drove to the hospital from a writing trip. So I had everything in the world at this timeshare where I was writing. Um, and I think... I don't even remember if I had my laptop. I probably had my laptop because I figured I might need to look up something or do something. I'd never been in a hospital situation like that before. But I'm pretty sure I didn't get any, you know, romantic comedy stuff written at the time. Though later, by the time it was like the fourth or fifth follow-up visit and things were, were good and healing and everything, then I was acting, asking the doctor questions like, so if somebody were to be in this kind of a fight and they got hit like this, like what bones would break and how would it work? Because I was working on a fight scene in my superhero book. So, you know, eventually I can get to the point where I am, uh, you know, in that kind of a mood. It just has to depend on the emotional uh, value of the situation. If it's a positive value, then I'm good. If it's a negative value, not so much. So where are you going? Why are you going? How long will you be there? Um, and are these the sorts of situations where you think that you'll be able to get some writing done? All that is pretty much under number four. How much actual writing time do you think that you'll have? And then number five, how much stuff does this or that project require? So depending on what, um, you know, fiction or nonfiction that you're working on, whether it is, um, you know, a genre that requires a lot of research, books, maybe a binder of information, um, you know, if you're doing research, I usually think of research as being stuff for a historical, just because I know lots of historical writers who do a ton of research. Um, but, you know, for my superhero books, I was going to do some research on genetics because of some things, blah, 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 having to do with the story. Um, and some of the stuff I, you know, probably could have bought on Kindle, but I really like my nonfiction how-to books to be in paper. And so I was like, okay, well, I can't work on this because it would require bringing three great big paper books with me. And there just isn't enough room in my luggage for all that and my laptop and whatever else. But if I'm working on something that is pretty much like the Loon Lake books, it's pretty much just all in my head, plus, you know, some notes on paper. And I'm usually trying to remember to transcribe the notes into my Scrivener file so that it's all digital. Something like that is much easier to travel with because really all I need is my laptop and maybe one notebook. So kind of depends on how much stuff that you have to bring with you.
I hope these have been helpful uh, tips for how you can decide what do you take with you when you're going on a trip and you want to do some writing. Um, it'll depend, you know, on each individual person and each individual situation. But now you've got some questions that you can ask yourself. You can think about what your personality is uh, in general and in various situations. And then you'll be able to have a much better idea of how you can pack, how you can not take too much or too little, not be stressed out because you don't know what to bring because maybe you'll have made a list beforehand if you're a list maker. And um, you know what? Worst case scenario, you do it two or three times until you find what wor really works for you and you're, you're golden. So I hope this helps. I hope you're having a great week. I hope if you were celebrating Easter, you had a fantastic one and uh, we will talk to you more soon. See ya. <laughs>